everybody. You're listening to the QBL Pod, the podcast for the Quit Your Bitchin' League. It is episode 218, and today is December 29th. I did that backwards, and we're going to roll with it. As I said, though, it is episode 218, season 2, episode 18. As always, I'm your host, Billy Corrales, and why wouldn't I fuck up the last episode of the season? Uh, with me, in deafening silence, probably angry at the fact that I'm still rambling, is our co-commissioners, Dylan Cleary and Andrew Green. Gentlemen, feel free to berate me whenever you get the chance. Oh, Bill, you're such a fuck-up. <laughs> Andrew is a fuck-up. Everyone's a fuck-up. I hate everyone, <laughs> I didn't do everyone, everyone in the world is a fuck-up. Oh, I no. hate everyone, especially oh. if you, especially if you want a fancy football championship, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. This is Dylan, still the real commissioner. Uh, and this is Andrew, uh, the other commissioner. Dylan, what's you seem really sad. You know, you seem really bit. angry, bitter. All these words to describe your emotions. I am very bitter. We have so much to talk about. We're not even going to dilly dally. Get into the best and worst of the week, and we'll just start <laughs> for it. Yeah, you can start. You, you, yeah, you, you, you ready? Yeah, who gives a shit? Uh, anymore it's the last podcast of the season probably last podcast we're ever gonna do i don't give a shit yeah but wait wait, wait, before you go before you go remember to tease the segments (laughs) (laughs) yeah how's this for a tease i fucking lost yeah (laughs) all right everybody you can see you later thanks for listening i think i hear the music Uh, i hear nate is our champion now see you later (laughs) it's worst of the week it's not it's not it's not just because i lost the qbl i was in four championships this week and I lost every single one of them. Oh, and four. I couldn't, I can't believe it. This was supposed to be my year. I said before the season, I told Andrew, Andrew's making fun of me for not winning any championships in a few years. And I was like, well, that means I'm due. And then I got to four oh, and I lost every single one. So it's pretty shit. And I had the, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad this way, but like there was really nothing I could have done in any of them. Honestly, the Quichabitchingly was the only one I actually could have done moves that might have won, but it would have taken a, a few moves. It wasn't like there was one sit-start decision that cost me. It would have been at least – there was two. I would have had to make like two moves at least different. So at that point, it's just – there's really not much I could have done in any of, the, in any of the, the leagues I was in. So I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, I don't know. But, yep, that's where I'm at. That's my, that's my worst of the week. I don't know where – I thought I had a best – it's something to do with something to do with I don't know. I don't have a best. You know, some, best sometimes it's almost good to have no shot at the title because I mean, Dylan, you sound like you're like standing on the edge of a building ready to jump off. Should we call like a crisis counselor for you? Uh, are you well? Are you okay? I was. I started the week on top of the world. No one could touch me, and then <laughs> and then Christmas came, and Alvin Kamara. Uh, blew up and that knocked me out of one and then it just got worse and then the next day Jeff Wilson decided to blow up and I went against him in three different le- in the three other leagues so <laughs> I went from the top of the world to the deepest depths of despair in a matter of a couple of days around Christmas no debt no no less so yeah that is the time where they say like more suicides happen isn't around the holiday God, season guys chill <laughs> Well, I'm here, aren't I? I think I, I think I made it. I survived. Honestly, I'm already looking forward to next season, so I think I'm okay. All right, best All of the right. week, Dylan. No, <laughs> no, that was that was. I guess the best of the week for Dylan is that he's alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Billy, why don't you go ahead? I'll, I'll, I'll close this segment out for the year. All right. So you go first. Um. So my worst of the week. Uh. No, I'll do best of the week first, just because. Best of the week, it was Christmas, you know, got to got to have some time off of work, celebrated with the family that I all live with. But truly, the best part about it is on any normal Christmas, I have to because I am married, I have to travel like two places on Christmas Eve and two places on Christmas Day. And it's really hectic because you got to go all the way from like Wareham to Brockton. And then you got to go from like Middleborough to Bridgewater to uh, like Douglas, Massachusetts. It's just a lot of driving and it's stressful. And I I like seeing family. Don't get me wrong. But the, the do sheer... we have to beep out all those towns? I don't so think so. I'm not, specifying. I'm not specifying. Anyway, anyway. Oh, honestly, I started. I tuned out for a little bit there. Oops. Well, on the playback, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out if I have to beep them out or not. We'll see how it goes. I'm not. I'm not specifying <laughs> where we live. I'm just saying I have to travel places. Anyway, this year, though, because of of the Rona, the COVID, it prevented me from seeing literally anybody. And I got to stay home 
and not do anything. I I woke up Christmas morning and we made a big breakfast and we had no schedule. It was just it was just very relaxing. And uh, I was thankful for that. Rona has done one good thing and it has prevented me from having to go see extended family members. I second that. Yeah, you you get it. You know, just like uh, I, I assume, you know, Julie's got a big family. I assume you have to travel. Yeah, they're ex- They're great. I love them all, but right. I just I prefer my Christmas quiet. Yes, and like home. Yes, and so. so it was nice not having to. On the flip side, though, we had recently had the baby shower with Christmas. We're just getting a lot of baby stuff and preparing for baby K. It's it's on the way, and one of those things was a dresser and like a changing table dresser that I had to set up on Saturday. And that is the worst of the week because that motherfucker took me five hours to put together. I think I pulled a couple back muscles doing it and I was too proud to ask for help from anybody. So I'm like, no, 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 I got it. But realistically, if like I had asked anybody, it probably would have cut the time in half. But those things are a bitch to put together. Bill, and- Bill were you were you one of the people that made fun of me a couple years ago when I said I took like a couple hours to put something together? No, no, no. I, I, was, I, was, I was mocking you for taking forever to dig a hole. I think that's what it was. Maybe. But there was also like a cabinet or something. Or I don't know. That thing we have in our kitchen. They the took shed? The oh, shed? No, no, not the shed. shed. It was a few years ago. I, I said I took me like two or three hours to put this thing together. And you guys were like, what the hell took you so long? I don't, I don't know. know if I would have mocked you for that because I put together furniture before and it's not fun. And this was just – I mean I might have just to have jumped on the bandwagon because that's what we do in this group of friends. Rob definitely did. Oh, Rob's that. a piece of shit. <laughs> that's why because Rob's like, oh, anything that makes you a little less ma- masculine, you're a fucking pussy. Took you hours to put a cabinet. That's Rob though. I mean – I think Rob is the most competitive out of all of us out of, for no fucking reason. For yeah. no apparent reason. Well, like, no. There's a reason. It was uh... – <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just feel like, what do you, what, what, where are you going with that? I think he's nothing. Sure, okay, he's competitive. I think we're talking about the same thing. But we go anyway. So yeah, those are my best and worst of the week. Man, everyone listening thinks Rob is a small penis. <laughs> oh, it's not what we talked about. It's not what I said. No. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, are you going to jump into your best he and worst? Did have a lot to prove though. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, yeah, so my best – I'll start with the worst. Okay, so before you get there, I just thought of my best. My best uh, of the week was that my friend Brian Green won a fantasy football championship. Oh, this hey, week. he's getting it away. <laughs> Damn. Oh, what an asshole. <laughs> did you say – wait, did you say best friend? No, I said my friend. Oh, Brian I Green. got really sad. <laughs> oh, no, that was – You said best no, friend? No. Wait a second. Still my, don't worry. You lost, but you're still my best friend. Oh, Thank man. you. Sorry. You hear that, Bill? Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess so. Those are my best friend know. too. Okay, oh, we're all we're all nice. best we're all, friends. All right, we're all best friends. Um, yeah. So my worst of the week is yes, I lost to Brian in my family league championship uh, for the second time. I lost to him <laughs> in 2018 as well by another small margin. So I think when I lost, and don't quote me here, in 2018, I know I needed Jared Cook to get something, uh, whether it be a couple of catches. It might have been four or five points. It was very marginal, and I thought Jared Cook could do it. He had the whole second half to do it, and he didn't do it, so I lost to Brian. And he played C.J. Anderson that year, and I was like, fuck. So that was really upsetting. This year, going into the final uh, matchup of the week was the Patriots and the Bills, which on a side note, the Patriots – um, were terrible. Like they were absolutely, absolutely horrendous. Every time oh, yeah. I turned around, the Bills had the ball, and Josh Allen was just shredding the Patriots. And so I had a twenty-eight point seven eight point lead going into the Monday night game, and I said, as long as Josh Allen doesn't get more than twenty-eight, because like twenty-eight's a lot of points for a quarterback. You know, that's you know. So I was like, ah, oh. I, I mean, I was nervous, but I'm like, it could's possible. And of course, you know, the first half. He shreds the defense like no one's business, and I, my 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 lead dwindles to eleven before the second. Bef- this is even before the end of the first half because I kid you not, probably in that span from the nine minute mark of the second quarter to the end of it, like Josh Allen threw like three touchdowns. Jesus, it, it felt like it just felt like he was just like every time I saw him, he was throwing a touchdown. That Diggs touchdown, I'm like, where was the defense? Yeah, just kinda- I know, right? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that hurt me so bad. And so I was, you know the. In the second half, he was hanging, you know, I was hanging on to a small lead. 
And Dylan's like, maybe they'll bench him. And I go, ah, I don't think they will because they suck. The Bills, they want to really bury the Patriots, which I would too if I was the Bills because the Patriots have been great for like 20 years. And I had a three-point-something lead uh, or like a two-point lead or whatever it was. And Josh Allen, you know, throws a touchdown, boop, like a short touchdown. And he goes to 32 fantasy points. So he just just leapfrogs. That last touchdown leapfrogs him into a lead over me. Uh, and then the Bills pulled Josh Allen. So uh, that was my worst because if they basically just were like, eh, if they had stopped him and they kicked the field goal, they go, all right, well, Josh Allen, you're out. I would have beaten Brian. It would have been amazing. And I would have won a championship over Brian. Or and, if they uh, just handed the damn ball off and yeah. rushed the touchdown in. Either way, you know, and even on a side note, like if he was going to score, even if he had ran it in, I still would have lost. But at least my friend Dan would have won some money because of the parlay bet that he made where he, he asked me, he's like, do you think that Cam Newton rushes a touchdown, Diggs gets a touchdown and Josh Allen rushes a touchdown? And I go, yeah, all three of those seem very plausible. And Cam Newton got a touchdown real early. And I'm like, that's the hardest one. And then Diggs got a touchdown easy. I go, dude, you got this. And then they were right there. And I'm like, all right, if I'm going to lose, at least let Dan get some money. And then you're like, ah, bootleg. Ah, nope, I'm going to pass it. It was just like, ugh. To, like, to some no name, Lee, Lee Davis or yeah. Lee whatever. like Lee Smith. Whatever. You were, you were close. You, you guessed a lot of like common names. <laughs> well, Gabe, I said Gabriel Davis was one of the players, the wide receiver. And then Lee was a name of like, yeah. Anyway, it was just like, oh, that helps no one. How much? So, how much money would Dan have won? Do you know the specific? Not number? that much. I think he. I think it was like a. It was, it was a parlay. I don't know. Maybe a couple. Life of a gambler, man. That's like, it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had done one. He had done well on the Sunday before because he. I he said, "Do you think Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor score a touchdown?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he was like, "It just got boosted." I go, "Put more on it." <laughs> Yikes. So. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So anyway, that was my worst. My best, though. However, on the flip side, I was in three champions this week, three championships this weekend, and I won two of them. Um, which is why I'm like, I was. The text message is Dylan says you. I would hate to see what you would have sounded like if I lost all my championships. Yeah. I was pretty, pretty <laughs> vulgar and pretty volatile. I won, and I won the two money leagues, two of all the leagues. I won the two money go. leagues, so I, I got some some change. Alicia, so those are my best. Alicia's not happy with you, by the way. Ooh, Ooh Alicia, check your Ven. Well, Alicia, text me your Venmo. <laughs> oh, because I wanted to give you. I wanted to give ten dollars to you for second place, even though it's not a you know oh, it's a winner take all. Guy. But it's you know you make it to second. I I will I will say I think that I like the winner take all mentality, but I think if you're in second place. I still think you should always get your money back, but that's just my that's just me, my philosophy. So I'll make that right. Yeah, I won with a really mediocre team in the in the other money league, so I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to list that team real quick? Yeah. You sent I, it to us, and I I was like, wow, that team is really oh trash, and you won a championship with it. It made me really mad when I looked at some of the teams that I lost with, and I was like, <laughs> how do I lose with this team? And then this guy wins with this fucking team. Okay. I mean, to, yeah, go for it. To be fair, let me preface this. Obviously, this is not this. This is this is a team of hard work to get to the playoffs <laughs> and to make adjustments because clearly this team has no first, second, third, fourth round picks on it. I mean, actually, I think Chris Carson and David Johnson were up there, but this is a standard scoring league, and my quarterback was Ryan Tannehill, who's been pretty good this year. I mean, he's been he's he's been pretty good. He didn't have a great week this week though. Chris Carson was my RB one, my RB two for just this week. Uh, was Daryl Henderson, who's on the IR now. David Johnson was my RB3, so actually they're kind of flip. My wide receivers are very shaky. I was very mm-hmm. shocked that I won. I basically won thanks to David Johnson getting 25 points this week. That's right. Uh, but Russell Gage, oh, trash. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Hollywood Brown, also trash. He did score a touchdown, but trash. And Robbie Anderson, who had a decent week this week. My tight end was Robert Tanyan, who <laughs> who he's good, I mean, exactly. No, I know who he is. He plays for Green Bay. Clearly, he's he on my had team. Had a good year. He did have a good year, and you know, in the ta- in the tight end landscape, he's a good tight end just because it's a just like terrible whatever. And uh, we don't have a kicker, and the Browns are my defense. So uh, that was the championship winning team. We uh, the team only broke a hundred points three times all year. <laughs> 
uh, including the previous week. But let me tell you who's on my bench who would have had like uh, who I, I had to I've I had dropped Michael Thomas because he was done. He wasn't going to help me. I had sat on Joe Mixon all year who I had to drop. No help to me. Terry McLaurin, who I had on my team, who didn't re- he was OK. He was serviceable all year and then I didn't get to use him in the playoffs. Antonio Gibson, who was very good for that. He helped me get to the playoffs and I was glad that I won without him. But, but then he got hurt. Exactly. And then, of course, the rest of it is all junk. T. Higgins sucks. DM he Hines. had a good week, though. I know. On my bench. Same with Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a pretty junk team. Junk, drunk, junk team. Congrats, champion. Uh, Thank you. I wish I knew what it felt like. I, it's been so long <laughs> for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm a three-time champion in that league, too. Jeez. I've won three times now. And there you so go. Humble. Make them hear it. I mean, holy crap. 2008, 2017, and 2020. It's been a while. There's a big gap in between. The- right, <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. Champ's a champ. Those last forever. Uh, speaking of best and worst, Billy had an idea. Let's talk about some best and worst non-football related things of 2020. And so I don't know who wants to start or how we want to start. Bill, you can really All lead right. this thing. It was your baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So I just thought that we give up a, give up a couple categories and we can kind of just come up with, you know, for the people that don't listen to this podcast for the football things they, they might have already tuned out, i know we, we dived right into football we we steered them away because dylan was you know clinging to life so no the categories for best and worst of 2020 are as follows we have movies music realistically it's album or song at this point i don't potato potato tv shows best and worst quarantine activities and then best and worst uh sports moment i think or, or moment in sports throughout the year I, I, I think that's what we're gonna call that all right sounds good we have about let's we'll, we'll give about 12 to 13 minutes to this yeah, so let's sure. get let's get a rolling all right. who wants to go first best movie you I, well just give me an out oh movie you want to yeah, start we'll with movie. great we'll go movie great movies I, i'm not gonna say best or worst i'm just gonna list all the movies from 2020 <laughs> that i saw this year onward the yep, disney right, movie solid or rat subsequent movie film and end of list uh that's my 2020 film watching wow that's it Yes, because I mean, I watched movies, but from movies from 2020, didn't really watch any of them. Uh, the one movie I really wanted to see this year, but I wanted to see it in theaters. We've all talked about it is the Christopher Nolan film. Tenet. Yes. still haven't seen it yet. Really want to see it. I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. I watch anything he he makes pretty much. So, but yeah, that's my list. So I really don't have much to contribute to actual 2020 best and worst. You guys go that's ahead. Fine. To I be got... fair, with movie movies are tough. To, same thing because the movie theaters weren't open. A lot of the movies that I wanted to watch either got pushed or i wanted to have a, a, a theater experience so like tenant i never saw i did see onward i did like that one had a little bit of a t- uh, you know slight tear no 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 waterworks it wasn't like that emotional but i mean it was a good brother movie and i have brothers so it was good can't relate um but other than that you know that actually is the only looking at list of movies that came out in 2020 that's the only movie that i saw in 2020 that was new yeah, yeah, I had that same problem. I mean, I because Netflix counts, and I watched a couple movies from Netflix. Yes. I saw one, and I think it's best movie I've seen in 2020. It's The Devil All the Time. You got Tom Holland uh, in it, and you got Robert Pattinson, and it's a it's about like a story of like the Southern South people and religion and all that kind of stuff. And what's interesting is like every Southern main actor is actually a British person, so I guess they can do Southern accents well. But I don't know. Very good, really dark. If you wanna, if you wanna check it out, it's it's pretty solid. All right, I'll add it to the yeah. list. I mean, and I, like you, we talked about earlier. I know we, you know, this movie came out in 2019. I did see it in 2020, yeah. uh, 1917. I saw that one in theaters right before they kind of were closed. Like, actually, they, not right before they were closing theaters because I, I saw it before the Oscars right. uh, in February. I was the only one in the theater. Oh, I love that. Uh, I missed that. It was great. And I, that, because that was one of those movies I, I wanted to see in theaters because, you know, I, it was nominated for all these, you know, technical awards, you know, you know, cinematography and, and sound and editing. And I'm like, this is a movie that I feel like you need to see on a big screen and hear, um, which, you know, we, if we talk about this movie real quick, yeah. I liked it. I liked that it was it was that it felt, you know, they proclaimed it was that one continuous shot, even though you could tell it was a very there's a lot of continuous shots, but 
you know, you can tell where they edited it in, you right. know, shots, you know, they go behind a wall or a rock or a tree or whatever it was. Um, but it was a very good movie, very good story. I think that, that was, yeah, that's the best. So I guess in best and worst, that's my best and onward by default is my worst. because <laughs> <laughs> It's a terrible movie. Ah, no, I you don't even see it. Oh, that pissed me <laughs> off. Um, I saw Pixar recently released a new movie too called Soul with Jamie Foxx. That one was that one was okay. Yes. It was just but uh, like based on Pixar standards, I'd say not great. Like it was it was just just okay. Mm-hmm. Like I think in a time of quarantine where like it was like oh man, I'm dying for like a new movie and <gasps> Pixar's coming out with a new movie and then they put it out and I'm just like that is that's what you got. That is what you gave me. I'm I'm upset. All right, I haven't I haven't seen it. Uh, I also heard Wonder Woman 1984 was awful. Is what, what I heard. heard, but I haven't seen it. So I know. Yeah. I know. All, right. All right, what's next? All right, we'll go. We'll go. Uh, music. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, albums, obviously, best. Uh, we talked. We dedicated the whole episode to it. So <laughs> Lena Ting's Mausoleum. Nice. Uh, nice. That, that's obviously the best. But also, <laughs> no, seriously, it was very good. Go listen to it. So I like that one, and then uh, you know some runner-ups you know uh you know i'm a big drake guy so obviously dark lane demo tapes you know i loved it and then uh this one's more for my wife but i i did like it folklore oh taylor swift she released two albums this year uh the first one was folklore i actually really liked it she then released another one recently evermore hasn't grown on me yet i don't really love it ah okay i was i was gonna say the same thing i liked the first i liked folklore that one, when it came out, I was I just felt like no, it came out at the end of summer, and I was like, this is going to be a great uh, album for the fall. Uh, the leaves need. start to change. Um, some apple cider, some warm, you know, cinnamon smelling <laughs> candles, a blanket. Like I was like, hmm, a cardigan, I'm ready for it? Yeah, a car- exactly, a cardigan. <laughs> and and then and then she surprise releases Evermore, and. I mean, it is, I feel like, what we needed in a quarantine. I think what happened was when she released, furthermore? No, uh, Folklore. Folklore and Evermore. You fake-ass man. No, sorry. So when she released the first one, we were we were all in deep quarantine. Like, we were right. all still stuck at home. So I was like, I was like I'm was like, i here for this. Like, I'm just going to listen to this and understand this. She releases Evermore. And realistically, we all should be in a deep quarantine still. But we're not. Right. And that's why I didn't get to give it as much attention, and that's why maybe I didn't. It didn't grow on me as much as the other one. But I also feel like Evermore was really like, oh, these were some songs I was working on that like weren't good enough for folklore, so I just put them on a, on this second album. It's like it's like when a band puts out like, hey, this is this is that main song we want, but by the way, the on on the other side of the record, the B side, we got this this song, and it's not as good as the A side, but it's still the B side. We wanted to give it to you, and that's how I felt about that. Uh, worst album, and this is this hurts my heart to say because I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop it in. Pearl Jam released an album at the beginning of March, uh, like end of March, and it's just oh, it was like quarantine was just starting. I was gonna get into it. I was gonna like it was gonna be my like quarantine soundtrack, and just I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it. It's just it it, it broke my heart, made me very sad, and and you know it's worst album. Check it off. Really? Damn. Yeah, I know. Damn, that is tough. It's tough because no, well, I, like because I was waiting so long for it too. Because they announced that they were putting it out before quarantine started. So you're like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be going on tour. It's gonna be this crazy thing. It's gonna be great. And then like they released it like a week after like school shut down and businesses closed, and it was just kind of just a, a weird time for everybody. So I feel like if I listen to it now, it would be okay, but it's tinged with the bad memories of being stuck inside and not doing anything. And to be honest, aside from maybe like one or one or two songs, the rest of the album's just meh. That's what it is. And I'm like, oh, it just it just hurts, you know? It is what it is. That's that's what happens is artists a get couple, older. A couple other good albums that came out. I think I feel like I have no more I, I have more music than I do movies, obviously. Right. I think, but like, so Lady Gaga came out with Chromatica, mm-hmm. yes. which was a great album. And also Todrick Hall yeah. had his Quarantine Queen. <laughs> that was a good one. That was, that was a, I, I, I liked that one. Um, another great album, if we're just going to talk about that, is uh, uh, After Hours by The Weeknd. Blind, yes. Like Blinding Lights. Oh alone. my God. I was going to bring it up as the, I was going to list a few songs like that I liked and Blinding Lights was number one on there. Exactly. Songs. And that, that song, I think like, 
on the flip side of the Pearl Jam album, that that song alone pushed me through Pearl Jam. Anytime I heard it, like on a TikTok that like Alicia was watching, yes. or, like, anything, I was just like, oh <laughs> fuck yeah, it's Blinding Lights, let's go! Dude, it, just, it makes me want to. It made me just want to get up and run and yes. work out and like stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. like an eighties workout movie. <laughs> that was the music we needed in quarantine, and the weekend saved us a little bit. So, all right, so I think we agree then. Blinding Lights, song of the year. I think so. I think that's what it is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, meow, the Tiger King song by Tadric Hall. That one. Oh, that gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving, moving on to TV. Best. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Ooh. Hold on. Can I throw out a few? Ah, never mind. No, no, no. Really no. Throw, throw it out. Well, do it. No, no, no. Well, okay. Uh, I was just, no, just songs. I was going to yeah. say uh, Peppers and Onions by, oh, man, why am I blanking on her name now? Do you guys, oh, no. there's a, a, a commercial that came out for the Apple mini speaker. Okay. Oh man, what's the name of the artist? Oh no, but it's a it's a fem- she's a female rapper and uh, Megan Thee Stallion. No, 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 not Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> uh, Onions by Tierra Whack. Tierra Whack. Sorry, thank you. That yes. I uh, don't know. Uh, give it a listen. I heard the commercial and I was like, oh my god, that song. I like that song. And then I, I listened to it. I really like it. Drake, laugh now, cry later, because of course uh, it's Drake. Yep. And then to bring us, you were about to transition into TV shows, right, Bill? Yes, I was. So one of the best. TV shows of 2020 or, you know, I'm always going to say it, Rick and Morty, uh-huh. uh, season four. The second half, at least, was in 2020. Yes. And the f- the finale, the song from the finale, they Don't Look Back, I don't know. I love that song. Okay. It got stuck in my head when I saw the finale, and then I was playing that for a while. So. All right. I like that. Who's that by? Katomi. And uh, I think Ryan Elder is maybe a guy who does music for Rick and Morty. But All right. yeah, Katomi is what it is what it said was the is I think it's an indie I think it's an indie song, but I like it. Down with that. So I'm down with that. So you're saying Rick and Morty for TV? Uh, it's up there. I mean, obviously the best is is the Mandalorian season two. Oh, that, like, that, that was the best season of television in 2020. Ah, uh, dude, the, the last dance. Oh, you know, that was very good. Was good. Very good. Yes. Um, I have- also Solar Opposites. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, solid. Solid, yeah. Solar Opposites was very good. Uh the series finale of The Good Place ended on January 30th. So technically 2020 took The Good Place from us, which is just okay. and that phenomenal and Shit's Creek also ended in 2020. And that show, if you have not seen it, flawless the whole way through. But yeah, definitely I think Mandalorian is it, it it's up there. I need to watch I need to watch the Mandalorian. Uh, I mean, I watched all the Good Place. I was able to binge and watch that. Also, Tiger King. Yes. Of course, you can't that's go twenty twenty without saying Tiger that's King. That's the worst of the year. But it's still- <laughs> no, that's like the the, the best and worst. Yes. Like it was the worst thing ever, but also <laughs> the best thing ever. It is. It came out at the perfect time because let's face it: if we weren't all at home and like and like we weren't stuck at home, and Tiger King happened, it might have just kind of been like a drop in the bucket. Like people might not have noticed it. It might have picked up like yeah. stuff. But the fact that we were all stuck at home. And then this guy's like fucking Carol Baskin. It's like, oh my gosh, I was enthralled. What, what was the thing he said? What was it? It was like, he's like, my name is Joey Exotic. I'm gay. I own a zoo. <laughs> Something else. I'm gay. And I ain't going to change that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it was what we needed. Uh, blinding lights and Joe. Oh, no, no, no. He was running. He was running for governor in that. Class. Oh he, my god! He, he was a gubernatorial candidate or whatever, <laughs> gubernatorial candidate for the state of. Oh, where were they? Oklahoma or wherever they were. Yes. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. Like yeah. So that was that was yeah, TV show, but yeah, I haven't seen Shit Creek. I actually have only seen one episode of The Mandalorian, so I do need to watch. Oh, that's disappointing on your part. Like if you if you take anything from 2020, it needs to be The Mandalorian. That's right. It's a star. If you like Star Wars, you should watch it. Um, I actually do have a worse TV show. Uh, I don't have worse from any of these things. I, I watched it the other night. What is it? I watched it the other night. First episode, uh, I was on just scrolling through Netflix and this thing came on. Have you heard of Sweet Home? No. I was like, you know how they say like top 10 trending? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I was like, oh, what's this Sweet Home? And I read it and I was like, oh, it's interesting. It's like a horror kind of show. And I put it on. It's a Japanese show. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, I watched one episode because I'm like, I'll give it the full episode. But uh, it was... I, apparently it's popular. Sometimes you gotta uh, I did not give th- it more than one episode. That's the problem with uh, the acting. I mean, the acting was awful. Oh. It was I, everything was awful. Everything was absolutely 
awful about it. So I don't know. Maybe it's so bad it's good. That's why people watch it. I don't know. I but, mean, yeah. we, me and Bailey almost gave up on The Good Place. We watched like three episodes yeah. and we were like, I don't know why this is good. All right, go ahead. Watch, watch, watch Sweet Home. Watch the first episode. All right. No, I don't want to. I will. Because <laughs> I will. Have, because you said it was a horror and I don't like horror. That's not my style. Um, right. worst, real quick, uh, worst TV show, which is also a best TV show, Mass Singer, as always, just, just Ugh. trash TV, but it's so good. You're like, who's under the helmet? And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's Martin Short. Uh, no, it was, he was not on, but I can't. And to, to be, to be fair, the real worst, uh, uh, television program that we all tuned in when was the whole election. Oh, <laughs> there it is. All the debates that we tuned into and. Oh, that first debate, we were, me and my roommate, we were like, oh, we'll do a drinking game to the first debate. And we're like, anytime a candidate interrupts the other candidate, we take a drink. And of course, if you watch that first debate, it was just constant interruptions. Yes. And so we were smashed. <laughs> we took the day, we, we, we made we made sure we took the day off the next day from our work. We're like, we're going to watch the debate. We're going to like, so we had taken, me and my roommate had taken the days off after the we scheduled debates. Of course, after the first debate, I think the second debate didn't happen. So we watched the town halls and then the third debate, a lot less fireworks in the third debate, but yes. we, the first lot, the first one, you know, the drinking game was, was very simple and interruptions really did us in. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to quarantine activity. Drinking. Drinking, yes. <laughs> uh, working out. Ew. To balance out Andrew's drinking. I during the the peak of the lockdown season back in like April, May, whatever it was, March, April, May, I think I got into the best shape of my life working out. Because <laughs> I was able I was working less hours because it was like required like less hours working. So I had much more time to work out and I worked out every day. And then, yeah, then in the summertime when I had to go back to work, like more like full time, I fell off. So now I'm back to not as in good when shape. When were you but, challenging yeah. people to do push-ups? When was that? Yeah, that, that was, was like April. Exactly. May. All right. Yeah. Adversely, that was probably when I was in the worst shape of my life. So two sides of the coin because I was drinking and I was binging on food and TV. Uh, that was my favorite quarantine activity, just watching TV shows and, and all that stuff. None of them from like 2020. So I couldn't mention any of them. but unless the season two of altered carbon was 22. I don't fucking know. It was good though. But, and then worst activity. I just put social media. I just feel like social media fucking sucks. I still am addicted to it, but yeah. it's, it's the worst. It was, it was not great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I did for, for, for quarantine. I did a lot of um, puzzles. <laughs> I did some puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of drinking. I did a lot of like FaceTiming and drinking with my friends. Yes. I mean, I still was, I still was at the time eating on that regimented oh diet, you know, gosh, in, right. during quarantine, you know, I, I, I was, I was friends with someone who was helping me with that. And then, um, mm -hmm. I did a lot of cleaning. I, I mean, I've been, my room doesn't show my cleaning nature, but common spaces were like immaculate and they still are. I try to keep those areas as clean as possible. And, it, you know, so that was a, a, but the thing is, like, I was working still. Like, everybody had all this, like, a lot of the quarantine, like, you know, people who, who were furloughed and who actually are, you know, luckily now, luckily I'm still employed. But, like, at the time when people were furloughed and they were getting paid unemployment to, like, bake bread and <laughs> and learn a new skill, like, I, can I was working like though. eight to seven o'clock, you know, every day. I was waking up, you know, and the, 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 the difficulty of rolling out of bed, walking down the stairs getting to my computer, working until like, oh, and now it's like six o'clock and then going over and starting making dinner and having the TV on and then my computer would make noise like an email or something. And I'd be like, oh, I'll just answer that, whatever it is. And so it'd be like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, I just worked like 12 hours <laughs> and like for no fucking reason. I'm like, I'm going to, and then I started like when the weather got nicer, I'm like, I'm just going to go walking was a quarantine activity yes. I did. I was like, where are you walking to? It doesn't fucking matter. I'm just walking. I'm getting out of this house and I'm walking. <laughs> and I, I walked all around where I lived. I walked, I walked up and down me and me and Charlie, we walked, you know, miles and miles and miles. We were like that two hobbits, you know, walking out of the Shire. <laughs> where were we going? Who knows? To destroy the COVID in Mount Doom. This is the far and, um, been from home. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was like it was like walking and like FaceTiming and phone calls. Like those were like the like the quarantine activities. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's wrap this segment up, Bill. What's All the right. last thing? Wow. Worst and best sports moment. Worst sports moment for me is it happened at the beginning of the year, but I think it's pretty pretty obvious. Kobe Bryant yep. passing. That was 
that hurt. That, I actually felt that yeah. one, like yeah. in my heart. Like yeah. I felt like I was sad. I was like, wow, it was just such a tragedy. I agree. And like, I'm not even like, I'm a basketball fan, but like I was a basketball fan when Kobe was good. And I'm like, I don't like Kobe Bryant because he was good. And he always played against the Celtics. And I'm like, but when that happened, I was like, no, this can't be real. This is fake. Because it was like on Twitter that I saw T- it. And yeah, was TMZ like- broke it before anybody else. And I was like, oh, man. And I wasn't even like a big basketball fan. But like, it was just, it was just, it's it's sad because, you know, he was he, like, it was him and his daughter. It's just, it was just terrible. Yeah, exactly. It was just a tragedy that came out of nowhere. So that was easily the worst. I mean, and then if you want to do like lesser worse things, you know, because of the pandemic, March Madness got canceled. Right. That was something else <laughs> yeah. that, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Kobe Bryant died and it's a little bit, you know, it's not as bad, but it's still pretty bad. Uh, the one thing I just, that gives I me I thought it life. was worth the mention. I thought it was worth the mention. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, read I mean, the worst room. sports moments. You can also talk about like shortened seasons. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a fan of you know you know as a Boston fan, of course we uh, we were blessed with such good uh, sports teams over the course of two decades, and you know the Bruins were doing so well before the shutdown and the lockdown, and then they went into the bubble and immediately lost because they <laughs> you know they, they lost their edge. And the Celtics, they went pretty far, but they just didn't have what it took to, to to win. So that's kind of kind of a worse, you know, the the Boston sports teams didn't the Boston yeah. didn't each sports team like lose a major player? It was like Brady, Mookie Betts, uh, Gordon Hayward, and who's the other one? Tory Krug? Am I wrong? Is he gone? Well, yeah, but I wouldn't consider Gordon Hayward no, and Tory Krug a major player. I mean, they're good players. players. But I mean, we're definitely got, not on Mookie and Tom Brady level. Yeah. Oh, clearly, I, I and even and even Mookie is like five steps behind Brady in the sense yes, of, right. of course. Now, if Mookie goes on to continue his illustrious career, that he's 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 on the path to do so, maybe. But I mean, he's five ten, one hundred and eighty pounds. You know, I, I mean, it was it sucked that the page uh, the Red Sox traded him away, but I mean, in the end, we traded Mookie in his prime. We got some good return. And at the time, I was like, wow, we're going to trade him away and he's not even going to play. And then he signed the big contract with L.A. They won the World Series. The, the, he was going to require a lot of money. At the Patri- I mean, the Red Sox they didn't have the money and they weren't going to spend it. So, And yeah. uh, then flip side, just best. I think, like, you know, as bad as Kobe Bryant's was on the flip side, it was amazing seeing Alex Smith come back out and play football again after his horrendous injury. He suffered a few years ago where he horrendously broke his leg. and. If for people who listen who don't know, he was like in the hospital. He got like 17 surgeries. There were fears. For, there were fears he might lose his leg. There were fears he might die at some point because it was so bad. He was getting infection. It was it was gnarly. And if you see the pictures of what his leg looked like, it was disgusting. So the fact that he can even walk and have a normal functioning life is one thing. And then he ended up coming back and playing football, playing quarterback, no less. So I think that's definitely best sports moment of uh, 2020. I like We're going to take it to like these weird, you know, emotional spots. Yeah, I was, was going to be Dylan. like, uh, The Last Dance was a great sports documentary if you had <laughs> nothing to watch. That was probably like a pretty decent highlight of 2020. Or that baseball was shortened down to like 60 games because I think they played too many games to begin with. Honestly, I think that might be like a good best is the fact that baseball was like all the games kind of meant more. Yes. And so, you know, baseball being 100 and 60 something games is ridiculous. So 60 games is good. But uh best, you know, as a Boston sports fan, there wasn't a lot of best oh. that were going on. As a golfer, I did enjoy that golf had its kind of its its a uh, it's it's time in it's time in the sun as we you know, they say because there was no real sports going on that people were tuning in to the math or you know, all the 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 golf championships because it was like, oh, there's sports to watch. We'll get to watch it. And uh, Dustin Johnson, he won uh, his first Masters, which is good. Colin Morikawa won, and there was a lot of good young golf talent that won. We've got to mention the, you know, another good worst actually that really hurts the Boston sports market. We kind of touched upon it, but Tom Brady leaving the Patriots—that's a huge worst for the New. It people. is a worst for us. Yes. Yeah, it's the worst yeah, for us. But he's doing so much better in Tampa oh, Bay yeah. than he would have been. It's, doing it's here. a best for Tampa, and I mean, I'm, I mean, we're—it's a best as well because you know we're rooting for him. We really want to see. I want to see him win. I do too. All right. So we. I think I said we had 12 minutes for this segment. We did like 22, 23 minutes. So 
let's move on. <laughs> you know, it's good to <laughs> it break good, it though. up. You know, we we should take that to a to a uh, a new avenue. I think. I think talking about something other than sports, maybe in an unsports related podcast, might be nice. What if we read a book and divide? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we'll we'll touch on that at the end there, but we'll touch on that at the end. So but let's- I'm, I'm gonna reach across this microphone <laughs> and kill you. So let's just dive in. We'll touch a little bit on the. We already talked about it, and I, you know, I don't think we need to totally rehash it, especially because I lost. But let's just break it down a little bit. Our QBL championship this year. Congrats to Nate. He's the the new champ, first time champ. Everyone's happy except for me. He won one fifty two point six four to one thirty five point five eight. So not a blowout, but like a seventeen point victory. Uh, everyone said my team was boomer bust, but I had a good week. You know, one hundred thirty five. It's an average week we've said that's pretty much the number we've hit on the head as average. So not amazing, but definitely not a bust good enough to win depending on who you go up against, but not against Nate. His team was too good. Uh, he was definitely the better team and it wasn't Dalvin cook. You know, everyone was saying, and I, you know, I would have thought Dalvin cook would have been the one to blow up and lead him to it. Nope. It was two other running backs, David Johnson with 28.9 and Jeff Wilson, a left field 27.4. And Jeff Wilson to me is the huge one here. Because I don't know how closely you were watching. I was looking at his lineup. He had Keenan Allen in there throughout the week. He did not have Jeff Wilson in there. Saturday, just before the kickoff of the Cardinals and 49ers game, Nate pushed Jeff Wilson in there and took Keenan Allen out. Even though Allen hadn't been ruled out, everyone kind of figured he wasn't going to play. So he put in Jeff Wilson. And if he did not do that, if he did not put Jeff Wilson in, Keenan Allen gets ruled out. Who most likely, if you look at his bench, based on who he's played this year, does he put in? Probably Corey Davis. Corey Davis got zero points. I would have won the championship if he didn't do that. So that really fucking sucked. Hats off to Nate. Great move. Obviously paying attention. That's what you got to do if you want to win. He made the right move at the right time. Good call. And he won. And that's it. My team just ran out of gas. That's it. So what do you guys have to say? I say that. Uh, Travis Kelsey as keeps proving week in and week out that he is, you know, he should be a top top. He's definitely a first round pick. I think next year, probably. Um, yeah. Well, we can talk about him now in a bit when we get to our season awards, uh, but so yeah, he was, right. he was your, your really kind of bright spot. Your running backs, Jonathan Taylor turned out to be, you know, it, it was a touch and go there in the, the, you know, middle part of the season there, but you know, they end up giving the ball. It was good for him. And David Montgomery turned out, Finally, Matt Nagy realized that he had a good fucking running back. Fucking piece of shit. Um, but that's enough. You know, your team played well, but didn't do enough to win. So yeah, Nate, Nate's team. We talked about it. He, he got rid of the moniker. We talked about his boomer bust. He 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 finally became just the oh, constant right. winning team. Uh, first championship for the second oldest guy in the league. Not forty, but <laughs> actually. It sounded like the boomer bust thing really got to Nate. Do you guys uh, think so? I, 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 maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Because he posted on the thing. He said it during his his, his thank you uh, post. He was like, thanks to all the people who con- who harped, yeah. harped yeah. on the fact that my team has been boomer bust for years. I couldn't have done it without your support. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I think we touched the nerve with all the, <laughs> the many episodes where we continued to call him a boomer bust player. So, but he's not this year. I mean, we, we put it away at halfway through the season because he, he was not. And uh, definitely best team, Nate's team. Hashtag no team Nate. And this, is, this just means that hopefully Nate will, you know, Nate, out of all our, you know, as, as people who have listened to know, our league is, is wide and vast of people that we've met throughout the years. And uh, Nate is one of them who is not like a high school friend of ours or someone that we've known for a long time. He's obviously a very respected person respected respected person <laughs> in the league he's a champion now uh and you know we hope that he stays in the league for for years to come and you know you know so hopefully this cements him to further being in our league and yeah and, and maybe tom can learn a thing or two from me <laughs> 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 sorry tom had to, had to get that dig tom hasn't won yet so uh, i know he, he did talk a lot of shit in the beginning too about how great he was he's and, good he's yeah. good i have to give it to tom he's good his team was very good this year until it got totally derailed by injuries so and a curse <laughs> that's right uh, but um 
do we want let's talk quickly too about the third place game just want to touch on it <sighs> ryan did beat andrew in the third place game beat. and andrew beat. Yeah. it was no fault of andrews yeah go ahead no, Bill. yeah it's, it's eviscerated there's there's no there's no way you can say oh yeah he beat him like andrew had no chance that's right 204.47 to 128.85 it wasn't i posted in the facebook group is ryan gonna set the the single game like points record he i don't think he did right he did not. We talked earlier was, in the season I, I i looked up it was uh i think tom has it i, yes. I wrote it down somewhere it was week week eight of 2019 2018 he had 214 points is the record that's right but i was thinking he could like before when i posted that it was right before i found out that like Diggs got benched because ryan has stefan Diggs who blew up and the Buffalo defense he had too. I'm like, he could potentially do it if they go for another touchdown and weird things happen. But yeah, Ryan's team, the reason he's put up so many points is because he had Stephon Diggs and Mike Evans, who both put up 40-point games. Yeah. I mean, I, ahead, Andrew. Yeah, uh, as someone who was going against this, you know, <laughs> before even before Stephon Diggs went, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Gronk combined for 90 points in that Saturday game. And I'm like, and and that's with Tom Brady being benched in the, after the you know in the first half, imagine if they like kept Tom Brady in, like like they did with Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, you know, it it, it would have been it would have been massive. So I knew what, I put this way, I accepted my fate after that. Like it was like I, watching on Christmas with Alvin Kamara. It was like, is anybody going against him? And Dylan's like, oh, I am in one league. I'm probably out of that one. And I'm like, luckily in the you know all my matchups where I'm still competing. No Alvin Kamara. And then the Saturday game hits and I go, you might as well have just added Alvin Kamara to this because that's what it feels like. So <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a tough one. And then do you want to touch on the Mike Evans versus Chris Godwin oh debate, Andrew? Uh, so someone pull up Mike Evans. Uh, I'm pulling up Mike Evans. Someone pull Mike. I mean, oh. you, don't, you don't really oh, need what, to What do you want up. to look at? Where they finish? Because my, I already know Mike Evans. Mike Evans is 11. Like a- and what's Godwin? 73, oh. whatever it is you look at. Which wait? Which league are you looking in? I think Mike Evans was higher than that. Was I Mike, wrong? Mike Evans Mike is Ev- position eleven in our league. Oh really? I thought I saw the other day he was like five or something. Oh man, I'm- he averaged sixteen points. There was a couple of, you know, he, it's funny because he that got might the not 40- include that might not include his forty point game this week though. Is it updated with that? Uh, because- I assume so. But I mean, like he did have. I mean, realistically, before the forty point game. He was definitely hit or miss. You know, he had some seven-point games, some 25-point games, a two-point game, a five-point game, a stretch where he was only averaging about like 13 points, which you don't really That's want. That's kind of how he's been the last few years, though. Oh, Mike Evans, I yeah, think he's he either gets you a goose player. or he gets you a 30. I know for a fact I had him one year, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And it's like, is he injured? No, that's just how it goes. But, yeah, Mike Evans, PJ was correct. Mike Evans should have been drafted ahead of Chris Godwin. So should a lot of players. A lot of players should have been drafted over Chris Godwin. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand why you draft Chris Godwin. He's a slot receiver. Brady's your quarterback. He loves slot receivers. PPR, you know, Bruce Arians loves to use the slot receiver. Heinz Ward, you know, Larry Fitz. Like, it's just like a proven – that would have been a, the smartest – should have should have been the smartest, easiest move to make. And, I mean, realistically, Godwin got derailed by kind of injuries. I think the whole number change being number 14 really messed him up. You know, looking down, he's like, who am I? I don't know who I am anymore. I'm number 14? And, like, he's seeing number 12 throw him the ball. And he's like, I'm really confused. Like, am I throwing myself the ball? I'm having an out-of-body uh, not experience. To, not to knock Chris Godwin's intelligence, but that's that's – that's what it felt like. But anyway, the draft pick talk. Let's transition. We're going to go over some awards. We're going to discuss oh, a few wait, quick, season awards. Real quick go before ahead. you go into that. I know you talked about uh, – we mentioned the 200 points, and I, Ted mentioned, is this the third time? Yes, only three people in the Quitchy Bitchin' League have broken 200 points. Teddy, Tom, and Ryan. That's why Teddy asked wow, that. Wow, 200 points. You know, that's, that's uh, why. Yeah, He's Ted, like, hey. Teddy knew exactly when he was asking. Hey, guys. Has anybody <laughs> – what is it, like three people now? To be oh. fair, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't go so far back to like – 2014 and 2013 just because i know the scoring was slightly different and i'm sure we didn't have anybody back then yeah and also but i'm sure i feel like ted was after we grilled him last week on the pod when he came on and we were like ted why do you deserve to be in the quichibitually he was probably trying to think of reasons why and he was like didn't i score 200 (laughs) points once i bet not many people have done that so 
Yeah, good, good for you, Ted. Don't worry, we're not going to kick you out as long as you. you there set was your a, lineup. I don't know what year it was. I think it would have been 2016 or 2017. Tom, in a consolation bracket of like eighth place, scored 190 Jeez. points. Holy <laughs> so crap! Fun wow. fact. Fun fact. All right, so we'll we're gonna give talk about a few awards. We're gonna go over some from our league. So best draft pick. I've made some nominees. If you guys have thought of any other ones, you can add them. But I tried to give like four nominees. So for best draft pick, initially actually I had Nate in here for Aaron Rodgers in the seventh round. But then I looked at the board again. And who was taking one pick before Aaron Rodgers? Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah. So how can he not be? He's the quarterback one now after uh, after this week. Aaron Rodgers is also a good quarterback four, also a good pick. But obviously if you're choosing between the two, Josh Allen in the seventh would be over Aaron Rodgers. So that's one nominee. I put Kelsey in the third round because, as Andrew alluded to, he, if we went back and drafted now, not only first round pick, I think you could literally make the argument for number one overall for Travis Kelsey for this season. For this season, he's been so consistent, double digit points every week except for one, and that was a snow game in Denver, and at a position where literally there is like almost nothing else. You have Darren Waller, and that's it, because uh, George Kittle got hurt, and you really don't have anything else. It's, I think Travis Kelsey, he's like. I guess he's the 13th. I think I looked, he has the 13th most points of all positions. But like, so then, and then, but he's got like 62 more points than Darren Waller, who's number two (laughs) at the position. So like, and then after that, the next tight end is like Hawkinson with like 168. I mean, it's crazy. The the difference in points. So that's a pick. Ryan, Stefan Diggs. We talked about him. He's the wide receiver three on the season. He got him in the sixth round. I wouldn't be surprised you know? if he's the wide receiver one after that performance yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, no, he's the wide receiver three. I tried to t- I tried to look at it now today after the, the updated performance. He was the wide receiver four, and he leapfrogged over DeAndre Hopkins after that. But he's still behind Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, who were both taken in the first two rounds. So Stevon Diggs in the sixth round, that's a great pick. And then finally, Andrew, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver eight, but he got him in the 13th round. Which I mean, that's at that point you're throwing yeah. darts. So he hit, he hit pretty big. So, what do you guys think of all those picks? What's the what's the best what's the best pick? Do you think? Uh, I I like to add one more. Uh, okay, Deon- go for it. Tom's DeAndre Swift in the ninth round was a pretty good pick. Mm. Mm. All right, yeah, he was solid. But okay, uh, yeah, he was solid. I mean, not as good as the other ones. I will say, as you know, just to mention some others. But yeah, out of those ones, I mean, I, I'm we a little biased here. I mean. I think honestly, Justin Jefferson and that late of a round being a you know top wide receiver is probably the best pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say, I was gonna say between Diggs and Jefferson. Go ahead. I Bill. don't know. I'm just saying because it's such a late round, and like I, I feel like you're right. It is just kind of like guessing at that point. You just kind of guess lucky. I don't know. I'm I like I like I like. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying I right. was. I knew. I mean, but I mean, like as for like value, like dude, a wide a, a a top ten wide receiver in the. 14, 13. I'm also round. a little biased because I had Thielen and Jefferson just kept stealing points from Thielen. So I'm sorry. If I drafted Justin Jefferson in the 13th round, I would be saying that I researched <laughs> it and that I knew he was going to be good and I knew he was a steal. I mean, I knew point, he was going to so. be good. Yes. You know, I'm going to say, I'll give it to Andrew. Right. I'm going to pick that one. I'm going to pick All Jefferson right, sure. in the 13th round. We'll give it to round. Andrew. All right. Congrats. Cool. Andrew. On the on the flip side, worst oh. draft pick. Well, <laughs> this is an easy one. But like, let's let's eliminate the obvious. Cam Makers in the second round. Oh my gosh! All right. Oh, okay, fine. Because that was one of the nominees. So I put Ted on here twice because I put <laughs> I could have put I could have listed his entire team just about. <laughs> I tried to avoid major injuries. Otherwise, there, I mean, you know, McCaffrey number one overall, Saquon number two overall. Michael Thomas, number four overall. Like those are all bad. <laughs> DJ like, Chark. Oh yeah. So I no, but I, so I tried to pick people who weren't injured as much. Like Cam Akers, second round. He finishes the running back 50. He was a little bit injured. He missed a couple games, but he played a lot of the season. He ended up not taking over for a while. So that was definitely a terrible pick. DJ Chark, he, he uh, you know, all these guys missed maybe a game or two, uh, but he played most of the year and he was taken in the fifth round and he finished as a wide receiver 43. Uh, and that's after this week where he actually had a good week finally. He had like 18 points or something. So that was a bad pick. That's bo- those are both Ted. Uh, I put Justin on here. Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell, fifth mm-hmm. round. He played most of the year. He got traded. And then he might have missed a game or two, but he pretty much played he, running back 61. Yikes. And he got him in the fifth round. So that's pretty bad. Brian, 
So I put, I listed here Mark Ingram, sixth round, because he finished his running back 77. And I didn't want to go beyond the sixth round because I said, uh, we'll say keep it to the top six rounds. <laughs> he For, picked Jordan Howard in the ninth. <laughs> Right, yeah, but that's I, I I cut off at sixth round for worst picks. Uh, I think you could also argue Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That's who I was going to put in the first round because he played most of the year and he didn't get hurt. He did finish as the running back twenty though, so that's why I didn't. But like, especially in our, if you want to put that on there, you could because he drafted him over the next two picks were Dalvin Cook and Devonte Adams. So in that regard, it's an awful <laughs> pick. But so I don't know if you want to include that in there. I mean, Cam Akers in the second round, I think is just the the worst pick. I don't think I don't see it. We said it at the draft. We said it all year. I just don't see how that can be a worse pick. I'm surprised Leonard Fournette in the fourth round isn't listed. And so I thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I looked. He ended up finishing as like a running back 30. Yeah. Not so terrible, like, but not great. I mean, not great. Definitely in the fourth round, not great. But then you ended up and then you also traded him. I don't, him, I don't know. I mean. You could put that on there, definitely. Cam Akers, but like, come on. When you compare it, I just knew it wasn't going to be. When you compare it to Cam Akers in the <laughs> second, I was like, nah, it's not going to be that bad. So you were so. looking at, at injuries, like if it, they weren't. I was trying, like, if they suffered a major injury and missed like more than like half their games, I, like, I was like, like Kenny Galladay and yeah, Smith that's why I didn't put bad. him. Okay, Juju was a bad pick in the fifth round, but he kind of turned it around. You traded him, but. Where did uh he was I mean yeah I mean I don't know I don't think he was that bad in the fifth no round. he turned he definitely turned it around but I mean you could have had DK Metcalf uh, oh I'm not saying it was the best pick I'm just saying as far as like worst picks you know I I I wouldn't put it in the category with any of these ones that I oh, listed. no I mean about yeah. that or what about what about Zach Ertz in the fourth did we put did you uh, say him uh, no he didn't miss a lot of games injury but he also sucked so I mean you could go either way with that. We all agree that uh, Cam Akers in the second round Absolute was the trash. worst pick. Yeah. All right. So we'll just do that and we'll move on. Uh, best trade. We only had four trades. So who won the best trade? I said Ted. He won the trade. Uh, he received – he traded away Michael Thomas to me for James Robinson. He won that trade. Uh, my trade with Kevin, I think I won. I traded Juju and Robert Tunyon for David Montgomery, and I think – after the last four or five weeks, I won that trade for sure. He's the reason yes. I probably got to the championship. David Montgomery turned out really good. Yep. Billy's trade with Ted where he won. He traded Fournette and he got Deshaun Watson. And then, sorry, Bill, at the time I thought it was a good trade for you, but I gave it no, to Ryan really. because it mostly this yeah. week <laughs> where he traded you Josh Jacobs for Tom Brady because Jacobs really was not that great down no, after he legit. traded him to you. And Brady – was solid slash yeah, amazing. I got Josh Jacobs and he's like, and now I'm going to shit the bed. And they're like, all right, that's fine. But no, you know, it is what it is. Best trade out of all of those. Yeah. Those are the only trades. So um, super biased. So I do like, I do like Ted's Thomas and Robbins for Robinson. That was a good trade. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 But, <laughs> but, but I think best trade was, you know, you were still involved. I think getting Montgomery and, you know, because Juju would have been a headache, you know. Actually, someone who had Juju in another league, me, it was a headache all year. I mean, I started him every time, but I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. And Robert Tanyan, yeah, he was good, you know. But you had Travis Kelsey, so it's like you didn't need him. And Montgomery turned out to be an RB one. He's, I mean, he ended up being like a. He's in the discussion for fantasy MVP now because of how he performed down the stretch, you know. He he won a lot of other people championships. Not me. But a lot of other <laughs> not me. I had David. Mon- I had David Montgomery in the family league, and I lost. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So fair. All right, all right. But what about you, Bill? Did you I, vote? I, I'm I'm biased. I was going to say myself, just because Deshaun Watson helped me out a little bit. But then again, I didn't do that well this season, so I'll keep my mouth shut. That's a good trade, Bill. Honestly, I, that's a good one too. I think either yours or mine. I'd vote for. It's so funny that both of you were involved in two trades each. <laughs> that's right. Catch up to us, people. Yeah. Come on. Let's do Come some on. more trading. It's fun. All right. And then finally, best waiver wire pickup of uh, the year. Uh, I put James Robinson – because I picked up James Robinson after our draft before week one. Obviously, he was a top five running back, even though I traded him away. It was still a good pick. Ted Miles Gaskin, he picked him up in week three, obviously. Great pickup, even though his team sucked still. <laughs> Andrew – when CMC went down, he went out and got Mike Davis, and that was obviously a great pick. I mean, maybe let him down down the stretch, but helped him keep his team, you know, in the hunt and get to the playoffs. I think so. That's obviously a great pickup. And then Nate, with what I talked about earlier, two weeks ago he picked up Jeff Wilson, 
I was going to pick up Jeff Wilson. He had the higher waiver priority. He picked him up. And I think that was a singular decision that won him the championship. So that gets my vote, by the way, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, so, so. Is, that, is that even a question? That's up to you guys. I mean, you could um, definitely debate I wanna, it. I want to vote Miles Gaskin. Okay. Because I know for a fact that Miles Ga- – Teddy was clearly hurting for running backs. I mean, he ended up with two of the top waiver pickups. And now, granted, he had COVID and he got hurt there a little bit. But he, if you had Miles Gaskin and he was in a championship, you were with using him as a championship player. He was better than Jeff Wilson, and he would have won some people – uh, fancy championships this week if you had him and you uh, had him for more of the season probably definitely you had, yeah you definitely yeah because he was he was the he was the rb1 for for miami until basically the covid and then ahmed came in and, and was just as effective and that's why i mean for people who had miles gaskin and going into the championship week and they were like ah you know he's active but ahmed performed really well like they're probably gonna split time and they're like nah nah, nah gask you didn't feel good about playing Miles Gaskin because you were like, who? <laughs> That's right. But you no. were always kind of happy with the results. Yeah, he was definitely good. Yeah, I'll probably vote for that too, I guess. I don't know. I was too biased with my Jeff Wilson. I don't know. It helped, it helped Nate win. That's a good point. Like, win the whole thing. Like the- That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. They're I don't all care. Good I'm pickup. giving it to Nate. I'm giving it Except to Nate. Except for Mike Davis. Mike Davis is a good pickup, but, you know, he was he was, uh, he was was a paper tiger. He was very disappointing towards the end. He He got worn out. I put here donkey of the year question mark. Do we want to give anyone donkey of the year? I don't know. I mean, I didn't go back and I count. Feel like all I the got people. donkey of the week donkey. like four I think times. Billy got most of them. Yeah, like, did he? There was a stretch where it was like, and donkey of the week goes to Bill, and then next week, hey, by <laughs> two weeks in a row, you even trying, and then the third week is like, all right, what's going on here? And then there was like a fourth week where it should have been me, but at that point, I think we were like in the playoffs. I think it was Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, yes. He pardoned. He pardoned the, the turkey of the week, and it was going to be me. Like, like it was terrible. I will gladly accept donkey of the year because I had a donkey-like season. And let's not forget Billy's over here like, this is the best I've ever finished, 7-7. Seven oh. and seven. And then oh, Ryan, Ryan. Ryan comes roaring back and he's like, ooh, just kidding. I'm 6-8. I was so mad. Oh, gosh. Donkey season is uh, it's always, there's always tomorrow. We're glad you're in the league. We're glad everyone's in the league. I hope, you know, end of the year, we always hope that everyone returns, uh, except for Ted uh, and Justin. Uh, but other than that, I hope everyone comes back. You know, you know, we're glad you're here, Bill. Hopefully we keep this group together for a long time. Obviously, though, if anyone leaves, uh, we have a long waiting list. Yeah, so don't think you're do. special. <laughs> Not even but, a joke, though. <laughs> no, I know. It's, uh, it's a great league we have, and we will hopefully continue it for many years to come. As for the podcast... The boys and I have been talking about potential ideas, so be on the lookout. We might pop out a few episodes here in the off season about maybe non-football. It could be related to football. I don't know. We'll have to see what we think of. But there's a a few, you know, kind of like the the other the last episode. If you listen, we had that Disney kind of talk of what Disney characters we'd want on a football team. We had fun with it. We thought maybe that would be cool, funny stuff we could talk about. So we're gonna think about it. Be on the lookout. We might post some episodes and see how they go over. Been a good season. It's been a good season. Oh, fu- we just got to wrap up with all oh, the last starts of the week. Oh, Jesus, Andrew, he tried <laughs> to curse Stephon. He tried to curse Stephon Diggs. <laughs> I, I think it, I think my cursing ability is 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 finally it dried is. up. Uh, it had not worked like three weeks in a row, and then on the ultimate finale of a try to curse uh, Stephon Diggs, I, he had to be wide receiver one on the week. I think. Uh, I think Devontae Adams he, actually was. Was right? he? Yeah, but Stephon Diggs still had like forty-one points. So. It, as a start of the week, it was excellent. <laughs> Yay. <did> good job. <laughs> I hope people for, listened. <laughs> yeah. For me, Ooh. I mean, a big <laughs> whiff. Tua, he had 8.8 points. Not my worst, uh, I guess, is that. I don't know. I mean, how he could look so bad against that Raiders defense. And then Brian Fitzpatrick comes in and absolutely lights him up. And I think oh, it makes me so mad. Fitzpatrick should yep. never lost his job. They were saying they were saying he might be coming to the Patriots next year. And I'm like, my gosh. I'm like, <laughs> what's the point? He's like, I know. 40. I don't give me, give me Matthew Stafford. They're like, they're like, they're like okay, yes, we're going to get Fitz magic and we're going to bring in Chris Godwin. Cause uh, Belichick's one. I'm going to take away one of Brady's weapons. I'm like, this is ridiculous. All right. And Billy, you're shitty. That's uh, why I'm stalling. Like my guy's not even worth mentioning. Like, and I guess hurt, play, and, and I played oh, him. I played him I in the QBL. Daryl Henderson, Jr. Thanks, Bill. 6.2 points. I could have played Gio Bernard. 
who got 20 points, and I still would have lost, and it would have been even more heartbreaking because I would have lost by like three points. But like, the fact still. that you chose to listen to me, uh, I mean, like that's your own <laughs> fucking fault. I'm not gonna take anybody. Nah. I also, I also, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I know he got hurt, but I'm like when when all the the experts and everybody was saying like Daryl Henderson's the waiver pickup to add. He's yeah. gonna be the he's gonna win you the league. And I go, I think we've been here before <laughs> with Mike Boone. Henderson and Mike Boone and all these like. And and they they just ultimately disappoint, and especially in the Rams where you're like, you know, who's going to be the running back that's going to get the carries? Like when Todd Gurley was out, was like, oh, like or, you know, or it's just tough to predict. I mean, granted, he also got hurt, so it's a little bit more difficult there. But yeah, so that was our final start to week. So next next year, I don't I won't have to curse anybody. I think uh, Tom will be relieved. Uh, that- <laughs> the only thing that's gonna boom or bust about Tom is his hips because he's a fucking old man. <laughs> oh, Easy that get last one in. Oh man! All right, boys. Anything else? Is that it? No. Nope. Good season. Good win, Nate. Once again, I hope everybody comes back and. Uh, Ryan's going to send that trophy to Nate now. Now, that's a good question to bring up. I know it took so long for Ted to send the trophy to Ryan. What's Ryan's buffer that he can say, you know, does he get a little leeway to, you know, have one more night, you know, or I feel like I'm not going to bother him. So, but if Nate really wants it, Nate, you can badger the shit out of Ryan. (laughs) I think Ryan's a much more responsible individual than Teddy. And I think that the trophy will go there uh, in a relatively, yeah. uh, I mean, I'll do what I did this year, and like, and if it's, if I'll check in on him in like a, a couple months, and if he hasn't done it, I'll be like, hey, can you just, can you send it? You know, I'll probably check in. I mean, most of the time, I think by April we typically send it. So probably, if as long as by April would be great, Ryan. Hopefully, you can uh, accommodate that. Doubt it. But yeah, all right, boys, great season. We're on to twenty twenty one, and hopefully, many better things are coming in twenty twenty one. Like a QBL championship for me. For <laughs> okay, <who>? sure. <laughs> Billy, Billy, uh, small steps. Yeah, QBL playoff sure. berth for you. Actually, QBL seven and, and seven. seven baby. That's what's happening next record. year. Seven and seven. That's right. All right. I hear the music coming in, boys. It's been long. It's been an hour and ten minutes. All right. <laughs> oh, Billy, Dylan's gonna have a lot to edit. <laughs> yes. All right. And, and, and Julie's back. What? What?